now, but yeah, go ahead. Um, we're way off what was planned yesterday, um, but that's good. Um, so if you feel like you got something from the Lord, pray about whether or not you should share it with that person or not. Maybe God wants you to, maybe not. And if he does, um, I encourage you to go to that person and maybe share it. Um, sometimes we share words publicly. Paul and I have a few words for people that we're going to share now. Um, there are some ground rules for sharing words publicly for individual people. The purpose of prophecy, which we talked about a little bit um, in 1 Corinthians 14, is to build up and to edify and to comfort and to encourage. So if your word doesn't do those things, just toss it in the bin and ask God to speak again. Or maybe we misinterpreted it. Uh, We have a lot of filters in our head, and sometimes when the word of God comes into our head or our heart, it gets kind of tainted by us. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And so sometimes our own preconceived ideas, theologies, misconceptions, our background, our pain, the issues we might have, all that can affect the word that is given. And so very seldom, in my opinion, does a prophetic word come that is 100% Holy Spirit. Usually, it's a certain percentage Holy Spirit, and a certain percentage the lady or guy who says it. Because God works through people, right? We are his body, and part of his body is his mouth. And so he speaks through us, through his people, and so we have something to do with that. And if you're going to give a word in public, it can't be negative, um, you don't want to. You, you never want to say, "You've got sin, lady," or "God told me," whatever horrible thing. I'm not going to give an example. Uh, uh, I thought of one and went, "Whoa!" Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, so you don't do that because that's not good. We never want to bring shame to anybody, even a hint of shame, or even a hint that somebody else might judge someone because of the word. For example, the word, God wants you to have more humility. That's a great word. But someone else in the room might think, God wants them to have humility because they're probably really arrogant. Right? And we don't want to tempt somebody to judge, and you don't want to accidentally bring shame on somebody by, by giving a word that could be taken that way. Do you know what I'm saying? And so if you feel like you have that, and it's not like a positive thing and an encouraging thing, hang on to it. And if you feel like you're supposed to share it with the person, just share it with them privately. Okay? Just go with them and be like, so this is what I think. Does that make sense? Those are some ground rules. So does anybody have anything that they feel like they want to share now? Andre, way to be extra bold. Andre is on spiritual steroids these last few months. And it's fun to watch. All right, you got a word for somebody in the room or for us as a group? Well, I'll probably say more as a. I'll probably say more as a group. Um, and it's all right. And it's kind of one of the things I wrote down. And it says, "God will meet you where you're at, regardless of whatever. I will raise you up. There's nothing too big or too little for me. I'm already here with you." And then. I'm just trying to, I don't have exactly have the best writing, so I'm going to have to, and it says, it says, God says, I'm proud of you, and I will restore what is and what was lost. You know, and it's, and that's something I felt that God's been speaking to me, not just for me, but for others as well, you know. 
And I can confirm that word. That word is from Joel chapter 2. If you want to look it up, I encourage you to do it because I think that's a word for this season, for us and for the church in general. It talks about God will restore all the years that the locust has eaten. This kind of locust, that kind of locust, all the stupid stuff. So whatever the devil has done to take things from you, to rob you in some way of something or time or money or relationships or whatever it is, God is going to restore that and then some. And that's a word God has been speaking to me a lot lately. So good job, man. That was right on. And by the way, that's Joel chapter 2. Right after that in Joel chapter 2, it says, and then I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, which is quoted in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost. Today's Ascension Day. That means Pentecost is 10 days from now. This is the season of the church historically for the last 2,000 years. This 10-day period right now, starting today until Pentecost, has been a period of prayer for the church. This is a period because they prayed in the upper room, right, for that 10 days. So this is a period where the church has always, ever since the beginning, come together and spent extra time in prayer extra time seeking the Lord, specifically seeking the Lord for that baptism of fire, which John the Baptist prophesied Jesus would do, and then Jesus prophesied that he would do it too. John said he comes to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And they got that Holy Spirit fire baptism on Pentecost, which is in 10 days. And so I encourage all of you in your own time over the next 10 days to spend as much time as you can squeak out in prayer. And if you don't feel like you have enough time, ask God to give you a little extra time this week in order to pray. He often likes to do that. He's like, hey, I'll help you out. Yeah, absolutely. Praying's good. Um, and pray for yourself for that fire to come on you like it did the rest of the disciples at Pentecost. And pray for your friends and your family and everybody here uh, to receive that. So did you want to share any of the words you had, Paul? Anybody else? I'm going to hold it. I'm, I'm just pra- I'm practicing how to lead this well. So, so bear with me if I don't you know, do it perfectly. But if I hold the mic, then I still have the control. Not that, I, not that I need the control, but I'm the steward of what's happening here at the moment. And so I, I have to steward it well. You understand? I'm just explaining to you what's happening. Okay. It's not because I don't trust this guy. So this is for the group. Um, I got a picture when we were praying about revival. Um, a picture of like a light sprinkle and rain and then it like turned to a heavier rain and then a waterfall um, so and I feel like God was saying we're in like a sprinkle right now and it's gonna really get to that waterfall eventually but yeah so awesome I I like that I will receive that word for sure all right David So I got a, a word for for the group. This is David Schmidt. If you can't tell, because he shaved his beard, it's and cut his hair. It's still him. He hasn't been replaced by an alien. <laughs> okay. So uh, um, part of it was an observation. I started out with observing that everyone here is so genuine, and um, and God honors that in you. That that you're so genuine. You don't put on a front. Like, I, I don't see anybody here going, oh, I'm so spiritual and, like, I'm putting on my, you know, my face. You know, like, you're, you're just who you are. And then um, the next word was that God says, 
I am shining through you already, even when you don't realize it. Everywhere you go, in your job, at home, in your relationships with your, with your friends and family, he's already shining through you. And you're like trying to find that moment where you're going to be able to like share word for word exactly what, what you think he wants you to say, but he's already doing it in you. Um, and then be ready for me to move in a huge way. Be ready for, um, the water is lowest before the biggest wave. And so like when, when a wave comes in, the water goes down to an extra low point. And, um, I, I've been getting this sense for a really long time that the water has been receding, like a undertow has been going and like people have been going, oh, I'm experiencing all these problems in my life or, you know, God's blessing seems to be lifting. But I see it as like, get ready because the huge wave, start paddling as hard as you can towards this wave. Because if, if, you know, if you're ready to catch this wave and ride it, it is going to be the ride of your life. Great word. Well delivered. Great. Good job, man. And that is right on. And and that was it, it's this a very similar theme, and and that's that's right on. And you know, nationally we've been in an ebb, you know, spiritually for a while now, and we at the, as this community have have been in an ebb. Historically, we were 100, 120 people, and now we've ebbed way down to 21, whatever's in the room right now, 20. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just what happens. It's natural. That's what happens with waves. They come in, they come out. In order to have the massive wave, you've got to have that big ebb first, or it won't just—it just won't happen. It doesn't—it doesn't work that way. And I think that's this is—we're the perfect recipe for massive revival, a massive wave of God's spirit and what He wants to do. And we are hungry and we are desperate, and that's a good thing. And Paul and I have been feeling for months now that this is like a Gideon's army kind of a situation here. And that God's got a remnant, and, and it's smaller, and we're weird. And, you know, we, 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 we drink by, by going like this instead of going like this or whatever. Well, like all the things, you know, Gideon's folks were. And they're the ones who actually weren't afraid. And they're just willing to be like, I'll do whatever, whatever God wants me to do. I can do that. Most people aren't like that. Most people are afraid, you know. So anyway, Gideon's army. I'll do that as a sermon someday. All right. Who else? Cats. Our den mother. Our matron. By the way, Kat is the other person on staff with our group. Paul and Kat and I make up the elders, essentially, the staff, whatever you want to call it. It's funny to talk about a staff of three with a group this size, but that's what we are. Karen's a de facto everything. Aww. All right, so I asked God to just, um, that, that download, all right, hey, thanks, um, for that download and got some specifics. Um, one, actually, Nate, um, you're a vision caster to the max. Uh, what God holds out before you right now is yours to take. For what, what God holds out before you right now is yours to take, and that he is a vision caster to the max.
um, Andre, that you are the beloved, beloved, beloved son of the Most High God. God just wanted you to hear that. Um, Kansas, that you are a waymaker for God's glory because your faith is exceedingly strong. I'll read that again because she's such a journaler. <laughs> I know, look, the pen's going down. <laughs> You are, a w- and God delights in that. You are a way maker for God's glory because your faith is exceedingly strong. Um, and then I have one for Rachel, for your sister. I'll just share with you afterwards. Um, and then uh, Stephanie. Uh, that you are not just full of grace. You are full of power. It was full and power highlighted very much so. So you are not just full of grace. That's a great thing. But you are full of power. Really, and I don't know her other than you know enough of a cordial. We know who each other are, but um, so praise God. That's cool. Much like my daughter. And then the last one is just kind of a stepping out by way of challenging uh, before the Lord, like taking that step of a bit more faith in this. So. This is something specific that's not meant for someone here, but someone that you might know. If any of you has someone close to you, a close relative named Tracy, and there is something like from a physical standpoint that um, God is sealing his power and his healing ability over her life. So if that resonates with anyone, you have a Tracy that's close to you that needs healing, you can share that. Is there anything wrong physically? Give her a call and let us know. (laughs) All right. Might as well. All right. Thanks. Ooh. Talk about to the max. There's bold and then there's there's calling out names of people. That's that's hardcore. Anybody else? Kansas, come on down. Um, I read her book last couple years ago, and that. Kansas is also on our leadership team. Um, this is uh, by Christine Kane. She gave a sermon. I know her book on Unstoppable is running the w- the race. You were born to win, and it's so good. It's a lot of analogies to running in that too. Um, but like she, she says here, not in her book, but she gave a sermon last year that I watched. Um, that there are no free agents in the body of Christ, and that God says, sets us in place, and promotion comes from God. All I have to do is get in place, and God will promote me. And if the character that is in you can't sustain you, the gift that is in you will destroy you. Um, and overall, just all glory to the head, to Jesus. And lastly, just don't devalue the place he's put you in, like wherever you are. Like he has purpose for you there, and you are going to be used there. So, yeah. Awesome. So, I'm, yeah, you, you may clap. Um, so I knew that we, Paul and I knew that God was going to say a lot tonight, and he's saying he's exceeded my expectations so far, and we're not done yet. Um, one quick thing, since, since there's so many people who are doing this, if you got a word for somebody, you, you, God gave you that word, and so you are now the steward of it, right? And you gave that word, which is the first part, 
your second job is to continue to pray that word in, okay? Like tonight or tomorrow or at some point, at least once, I want you to pray that word in to the group, to the person you gave it to, whichever one. And also, please email the word to the person that you gave it to, okay? If you gave a word to someone specific, please email them. And if you don't have their email, you're the steward of this. And so it's your job to get their email and to email them that. Cool? Because if you got a word, you would want to have it. It's good to keep these to remind ourselves when God speaks to us because it's good. And if you got a word for the group, could you please email Cat, which is C-T-A-S-M-N. So if you got one for the group, please email Cat. And we're going to compile all these and send them out to everybody on the mailing list. If you're not on the mailing list, write your name here. And you can get on it. Sven? Yes. Yeah, we're not done. If you still got something. I also like just the note passing method. But for this yes, that is good. Um, oh, so this was from Brother David. And um, yeah, this this David, he's all all, all four of yeah. one one of the brothers named David. Um, gotta say it without crying. Um, so he said, "I've heard you cry. Now I want to dry your tears. You're so valuable. I love your heart after me, and your passion. Surrender and watch your life grow even more as you surrender." Um, each area. Give up fighting for your rights and let me do that for you. Mine, all mine. I have claimed you for myself. So I just want to acknowledge, I think there's a lot of pain in this room. I know there's a lot of pain in me. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we, we like lay hands on each other and we pray for healing. But I was wondering, you know, could we just take 10 seconds and just quietly ask the Lord to heal us? If we could just do that right now. Let's do that. Amen. And that's a good point to mention, too. If you hear a word that's for somebody else that you feel like that might be for me or that should be for me or I really wish that were for me, grab it. Grab that word and bring it before the Lord and say, can I can this be for me, too? Because that that was that described me, too. I'd like that. (laughs) I'd like that blessing that he talked about and bring it to the Lord. And God may very well say it was for you, too. There's a, there's a tenderness here in a time like that that's 
created commotion among us. Naomi, put your hand on Mary. Amen. I had two things. Uh, one is for Emma. Hi. I got a word for you this afternoon when I was praying about tonight. Um, this is in quotes from God. I've given you some beautiful gifts. Some of these you are using and some you have yet to walk into or even maybe find out about. I'm going to help you find new ways to use the gifts I've given you to bless others, including here in this community and elsewhere. So that's the first part. The other part isn't a direct quote, but it's just what I was feeling from the Lord. Um, I felt like God was saying that you have a desire or a dream of some kind that's very close to your heart that you bring to the Lord often, and you ask, when are you going to fulfill this, Lord? And my sense was that God is very pleased that you keep giving this issue over to him and that that's the right thing to do and to continue to do that and to keep trusting the Lord and he will fulfill the desires of your heart. So, yay. Uh, The next one is stepping out a little. Um, Does anyone here or possibly a family member have a birthday on August 14th? You or maybe a family member, August 14th. 15th? I I could have been one off. Or 13th. Okay. Well, well, maybe this is for for your brother. So I'm going to give the word. And if you think of anybody or find anybody who's got a birthday or significant day, some sort of significant day on August 14th, uh, here's the word. And I'll email this to you, Kansas. But um, this person is coming out of some difficult situations. 
but God has huge capital letters plans for them. And they are about to enter into a season of incredible blessing and favor. And they should run, capital letters again, with whatever the Lord calls them to do because his hand will be with them. Um, and they also have a, had a specific dream, like a, something they wanted to do um, in, in the Lord for many years that has never been fulfilled. And that is going to start coming to pass in the days ahead. So take that one. If you can think of somebody else that's for, that's great too. Did you have something? Um, I agree with what we were just praying uh, now for. And I would also ask, does anybody have a neck ache? A sore neck. Okay. That's what I I heard. Um, and, you know, sometimes hearing a word like this is not really hard. And the reason I say that is sometimes you ha- get a pain. At least this has happened to me. And I think, I, I, I never get neck aches. I've had a neck ache. <laughs> and so, as we're sitting there, you ask, oh, Lord, maybe you want to heal someone else that has a neck ache tonight, too. So um, put your hand on your own neck or someone else. Put your hand on wherever wherever that pain is. Lord, in your mercy... Thank you, Father, that you would also heal my neck. Put your hand on my neck. (laughs) Lord, I I believe you just smile down, and you almost have a a little laugh of joy of saying thank you for coming to me tonight. Yes, I want to heal. So in Jesus' name, as you have asked us to pray, Bring your healing. Amen. And the other thing was, too, I also felt that tenderness, Paul, you spoke about. Um, I really felt the Holy Spirit was actually even encouraging me to to say, to read the word that I had written down. Uh, and this is another thing. Uh, you know, as Nate said to us, just write down what comes to you. I wrote down Revival. A day of repentance, and I, I felt that when we were crying out to him just now, and there was that tenderness, it felt like our hearts were softened, and it was a kind of repentance. And if you think of it, I, I feel like the Lord would be saying, "Hello, today is Cinco de Mayo, day of re- uh, independence, independence," and that's just the opposite of what He wants from us. He wants dependence on him. And that's what our country, of course, was founded on. We're kind of proud of being, we have our own Independence Day, too. And I felt the Lord saying, it's really the opposite. And uh, so, Lord, tonight, let us hear what you are saying, what your song is as you sing over us and uh, bring us encouragement as our hearts go deep towards you. And then when he said, is there anyone that you want to, that uh, you might be um, hearing a word for, uh, right away I heard, I think the word that I got is for cat. Or I should say, 
I heard cat, the word uh, uh, cat. And I, and I just want to bless you, of course. Uh, we all want to bless you and say thank you for what you do for us. And, you know, this place wouldn't be. <laughs> exactly. So faithfully, faithfully, faithfully. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But now, you know, this word <coughs> that I got for cat was not not only encouragement um, just for you, cat, but I believe as women here, this is a word that we can all, all uh, take part in. But the Lord specifically wrote this, and uh, I felt um, said this, uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, says uh, to you that he sees you. Now, how simple is that? Yes, we know that. We know that factually. This is what I wrote down. You know that factually, cat. But know it in your heart, and this is encouragement. Feel it. I think sometimes people, leaders, we are we're strong. And uh, I I know cat. Uh, she does a lot for a lot of people. Believe it, and and the best part is he is pleased and encouraged, and you are bringing much joy to his heart. We love you, cat. This is one of our smallest meetings and one of our best. It, it's not a matter of size. In these days, as we are being challenged with the size of the group, but God's presence is strong, and that is a great encouragement. So thank you for, I know for some of you, this is probably difficult to see what has happened and then to be faithful in the midst of it. But I feel that those who are faithful in the midst of difficulty are going to be in the front lines for the blessing that are coming, that are close at hand. And so thank you for your faithfulness. It, uh, it blesses me. And as Nate and I talked about the meeting tonight, and uh, we talked about some options. He said, I don't feel I'm supposed to preach tonight. What's happening is because he, f he responded to that. That he had a message. It wasn't that he, he was short on a message. He had a message, but... He didn't feel he was supposed to give it. Isn't that wonderful that he's acting on that, and we get to we get to be the benefactors? <coughs> have you ever had this experience that I have? You're in a meeting, and the person starts to prophesy, and you're saying, boy, I hope they prophesy something for me. How many have had that before? Most of us have, haven't we? You know, it's fun. It's wonderful to get an encouraging word. So it, sometimes it can be hard to give a word for a few when you know that, you could give a word to everybody. And as he mentioned that, uh, there were just a, a few names that came to mind. I think, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to even share them because if you're not one of those and you may feel in a way like I used to feel, well, <laughs> hey, I want a word too. So uh, I pray that you'll get one before the end of the night. Maybe we'll pray for each other. But the first one that came to mind was Nate. I wanted to speak a word for Nate. 
prophecy is not encouragement, but it often starts with encouragement. It starts with you thinking of someone and wanting to encourage them, and then it pushes from encouragement into prophecy. A prophecy is a now word. So encouragement you can do without the Holy Spirit. It's possible to encourage somebody without the influence of the Holy Spirit, but prophecy is where the Holy Spirit comes in and takes that and personalizes it. So here's my word for Nate. You are called to lead revival. God put it in your heart years ago, and now he is bringing you into it. You made an important move to leave a salary to come to the ranch so we could walk together. We have encouraged each other. This is your moment. You have experienced much affliction, and you have responded in a way that has brought God honor. It is... It has not taken you out of the game. In fact, it has made you a stronger player. You will be playing quarterback. You're not a halfback. You're not a fullback. You're a quarterback in the days ahead. You are a good strategist, as Kat said, and you have been well-groomed for this assignment. It will be a joyful time for you. I thought about Tony because Tony's encouraged me a lot these days because there was a time when he had plateaued. And he wasn't moving. And here's what I said. You have taken steps of faith. And so I started thinking about him as I did. I wanted to encourage him. And your growth is visible. You made a commitment to Communitas during a difficult season. And God has honored you for it. You have a great future in the Lord and in worship leadership. You had plateaued for a season. And something in your heart yearned for reality and you went for it. He started to push. He started to go for it and was talking to me, talking to Andy. He, w- he wanted to be somewhere where he wasn't, and so he was, he was pushing because he wanted more. And that, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And you see it in the way he's free up in front of us. He's who he is. He's not who Nate is. He is who he is. And it's wonderful to see his freedom to be himself. You're an example to other young adults at Communitas not to hold back, but to go for it. This is not a season. Look at me. This is not a season to hold back. This is not a season to be passive. If you ever were going for it, go for it now. And I say that as a 71-year-old. I'm going for it. I am going for it. I want to go for it. I want to experience what God has for me in this season. Costa I thought about Costa, and it would be natural that I would because he's going to be my son-in-law, but I thought of him for other reasons. Your good balance makes you a good manager and will make you a good husband and father. He's got a keel. You know what a keel does to a a boat? It keeps it from tipping over. It would be hard to tip him over, not just because he's a good wrestler and he's strong, but because there's a balance in his life. There's an... There's a, a, a level of emotional maturity that it would be hard to throw him off. It also means, uh, yeah, you are not easily taken for a ride. It's a good quality to bring into a marriage. And Dave, Dave Parr, this will be a good season for you with revival at our door. People are needed who are comfortable sharing the life of Christ. I don't know if you've noticed that Dave is comfortable talking about Jesus. He's comfortable about with the gospel. He loves the gospel, and he's willing to share it. And that's a wonderful thing, and that's going to be needed 
in a time of revival because people are going to come under conviction when in the Welsh revival, Duncan Campbell, he had preached, and then they said, we're going to have an all-night prayer meeting. He had, he had come, traveled. He wanted to go to bed, but he went to the all-night prayer meeting. And uh, it la- he, at 3 o'clock, he started walking toward home. On the way home, this is what he said. Every, uh, every home was lit up at 3 a.m. in the morning. Why? Why was it lit up? They were praying. They were under conviction of sin, and they were crying out to God. The next day, they came from the police department and said, you must come to the police department. People are coming to the police department. They're crying out. They need help. They were under conviction, and they didn't know where to go. Could have gone to church. They went to the police department. So they, they called him to go to the police department and help these people. God can put people under conviction. I don't have to convict. He didn't have to convict. The Holy Spirit convicted. How did I get into this? Oh, the, uh, preaching the good news. People want to hear the good news. They don't need the bad news. They know they're in a conviction. They know that something is happening in their life, so they need good news, and we need to be ready to give it. The good news is about Jesus Christ. We don't, they don't need good advice. They need good news, and that's the good news. And so I bless you, Dave, because you are willing to speak good news. You know it, and you have a testimony that you're ready to share with others. It comes out. And so you will have responsibilities what you, beyond what you have known in the past because you're ready to share the good news. by the worship. I'm so thankful for the worship team. Aren't you thankful for the team that come week after week? Very grateful. Strong ladies. I watched them and they they uh, when you you were here that your gestures was like your brother. <laughs> Just like your brother. Fun to see. Okay. Well, I'd say let's uh, wrap this thing up, and um, <laughs> let's let's believe that if you didn't get a word, you're going to get it before you leave tonight. And you can either ask somebody for one, you can ask me for one, or we'll we'll pray afterwards and and give it a try, give it a try with somebody next to you, see if God gives you something for them. Father, we thank you for tonight. We are so blessed. We honor the king. We bow before the king. We submit our lives to the king. We reverence the king. We want you to say when we get there, way to go, good and faithful servant. So we want to live in a way that brings you joy and brings you glory. And we pray together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his pleasure, with his favor, and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Now, maybe somebody right next to you. Look around. Look around. And see if God doesn't say, I think I might have something for that person. Sometimes a prophetic leader once told me people would be surprised if they understood how little we had when we began to prophesy. They get a little tidbit, and they, in faith, you prophesy according to your faith. So if God gives you just a little bit of a word, then you start, the Lord is saying to me, I once, I once uh, did a seminar on loving people through prophecy in Chicago with Dave Anderson. And I, after I did, I said, okay, I want to pray with, uh, with somebody. I want to demonstrate. And so a lady raised her hand. I said, well, you come and sit up here. And as I, I uh, put my hand on, I got a picture. Do any of you ever get pictures when you pray? It, that's a common way to, for, for God to speak. Sometimes he speaks through a feeling. He'll give you a feeling. But I got a picture. I got a picture of someone playing a violin. And uh, you can go like this. Okay, so is she a terrible violinist? And I, I said, you are involved with music. And I'm very slow and very deliberate. You are involved in music. But there are some people who don't like your music, but God loves it. She started to cry. That was a that was a word. You don't have to say a long word. So she stood up and she said, I am the worship leader in our congregation. But I don't have a degree, so there are people in the church that are offended because I'm not trained. But my husband says you're obviously the one. You're anointed by the Lord. It's like that lady at Brooklyn Tabernacle that, that has no, no degree that I know of, but she's got this fantastic <laughs> choir that blesses the world. So I was able to pray for her husband, who was a pastor, out in the, out in the parking lot for the Holy Spirit be, because he saw that it was real, that prophecy is real. So it just starts, and maybe you start with something little, and you just have to step out in faith. So, it's just spin around.